This is Michael Popak, Legal Laugh. Well, it's the taking down strong black women who are after you season, apparently. And the latest victim is Fawny Willis, Fulton County District Attorney, who is now the subject of a salacious and ungrounded motion to have her removed and the indictment against Donald Trump and, of course, 14 co-conspirators dismissed because she may or may not have some sort of personal relationship with Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor from private practice that she appointed to take the lead in prosecuting Donald Trump. Let me unpack all of it and tell you where we are with new reporting that Judge Scott McAfee, it's, um, it's interesting to him only because the motion to disqualify the Fawny Willis, her entire prosecution team, Nathan Wade, and um, have the indictment against um, the co-conspirators, uh, this motion filed by Mike Roman, who's in deep, deep trouble based on the cooperating allegations made by Ken Chesbro, a now who's now pled guilty, a convicted felon related to it, and Mike Roman being the election day coordinator for Donald Trump. He was the mule that actually coordinated um, the fake elector certificates and collecting them and, and bringing them through a a complicated route through members of Congress and their staff to deliver them to Mike Pence to try to pressure him to overturn the will of the people, that Mike Roman. And so, you know, basically um, hitting rock bottom morally, ethically, and legally, they decide to file this particular motion. And now Scott McAfee, the judge, has said, well, let's let Miss Willis respond. She has not responded to it. Let her do it formally and oppose the motion to disqualify. And then I'll hold a hearing maybe sometime in February. In the meantime, <coughs> pardon me, the case continues. So what do we have um, in terms of facts? And how does it relate? And let me give you the analysis to an ability of a defendant to dismiss a case, an indictment brought not by the prosecutor, but by a grand jury, an indicting grand jury. And uh, let's first put the allegations on the table, talk about why I don't think this would happen if this was a white man or anybody but a black female. This is now the second or third attempt to take down and destabilize Fawny Willis from the very beginning. We had a group of, if you recall, we had a group of Congress uh, men, basically, in the, uh, sorry, in the House of Georgia who tried to remove Fawny Willis, and that failed. And the governor of the state, uh, Kemp stepped in and stopped that from happening. Then you have, right on time, you've got um, Comer and Jordan in the in the MAGA house, who then send letters demanding that Fawny Willis step aside and come appear before their congressional committees and talk about why she's prosecuting a former president as if it's any of their business or part of any of their jurisdiction on the Judiciary Committee or the House Oversight Committee, which it is not. And so we've already heard that. And now the latest one is um, something that's ripped out of a, uh, sounds like a lost episode of the Godfather trilogy. You know, let's accuse Fawny Willis of sleeping with her special prosecutor. And then and then act like that matters to anything that the grand jury found and indicted these people for. So the allegations that were raised by Mike Roman and his lawyers, Ashley Merchant, in the filing say that Fawny Willis is in a romantic relationship with Nathan Wade. No other way to put it. Nathan Wade was in private practice. He served as a municipal judge um, and also had his own you know, criminal defense practice. And he was selected by Fawny Willis for reasons that are known to her. 
to handle the case. Not unusual for a uh, prosecutor to appoint a special prosecutor who's not um, full-time job working for that department. Jack Smith has a number of people who have left temporarily private practice in order to serve on his team, and they serve as special prosecutors who are uh, really focused on one case. So that's not unusual. I mean, as background, um, when we saw it, I wasn't sure that that was the person that had the most racketeering influence and corrupt organization act experience, which is the heart of the case, the RICO case against Donald Trump. But I'm sure she had some very good reasons for it. And he's earned you know, um, billing the state and um, he's earned this Nathan Wade, I don't know, $650,000, $700,000 for almost two years of work, which is not in the world that I operate in, a lot of fees. Probably could, could have made more in private practice, but it, I assume he was paid an honest dollar for an honest day's work and his team. And so we have that. But the allegations in the motion go further. They say that there's a romantic relationship, and therefore, in order to cur- in order to you know put money and line the pockets of her boyfriend, that Phony Willis is keeping this indictment and this prosecution alive that should have been dismissed, and you know she's benefiting from it because they're going away to I don't know where the Caribbean or whatever the arguments are. Look, from an ethical standpoint, I'll speak to you now as a lawyer, which I think you appreciate here on Legal AF. There's no ethical conflict or appearance of impropriety by a prosecutor um, having uh, uh, any kind of relationship with a special prosecutor in her office who doesn't regularly work there, who's handling a case. I don't care if the case is Donald Trump, you know, v. Donald Trump or v. you know, fill in the blank. It doesn't matter um, if she was having a relationship with or he was having a relationship with somebody on the other side, like the defense lawyers, like a, like one of these movie plots where the prosecutor and the defense lawyer are really sleeping together and it's impacting negatively, you know, the, the, the you know, justice because the, the case is being compromised, you know, deals are being cut that have nothing to do with justice, but because of the romantic relationship, wow, that sounds like a great, uh, I go see that movie, but that's not what's going on here. You know, the fact that she's going away, if she did, to the Caribbean with, you know, a person who's coming out of a divorce, I really don't see it. To be clear, it matters to me that the indictment was brought as a result of a process that started with a special purpose grand jury, which is what they use in Georgia for investigative and advisory purposes, and then an indicting grand jury. So you have an you have a grand jury who has presented evidence, real evidence, documents, records, audio, video, and other and other and testimony, expert testimony before they indicted. And then they chose to indict Donald Trump and at the time, 14 or 15 other people, including Mike Roman. What does it have to do with Nathan Wade, you know, sipping a cocktail with Fonnie Willis somewhere? It doesn't have anything to do with it. The fact that we're talking about it is exactly what they want. And then, of course, then you have the entire MAGA machine trying to protect Donald Trump, their fearless leader. And so now you've got, you know, again, James Comer and... Uh, Jim Jordan subpoenaing to get information for Fawny Willis and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I guess ostensibly serves some district in Georgia, arguing that the whole thing should be dismissed because, oh my God, you know, maybe she's, I, I don't know, maybe she had an affair with uh, with Nathan Wade. I don't even like that word. And then Nathan Wade's in the middle of a divorce, so they're going after what, he's, what he has filed in terms of his financials in the divorce proceeding, and now the wife, ex-wife, is, is going and, and subpoenaing painting um, uh, Fonnie Willis to testify in her case. I mean, the whole thing has become, you know, just this went south, no pun intended, quickly uh, for this issue. But let's strip it all away. 
And let me answer the questions. Popak, is this an ethical violation under the Georgia Rules of Professional Conduct? I don't see it uh, because they're on the same side of the V, so to speak. Did it did it impact in any way the the criminal defendants' right to a fair trial or that this is some sort of witch hunt prosecution? No. There was an indicting grand jury who was presented evidence and they made the decision to indict, not Fawny Willis. Let's be clear. Prosecutors don't indict. Prosecutors can indict by way of what we call an information, which is sort of a complaint, but they generally don't do it. And under Georgia law, you have to go to a grand jury for these types of claims and you get an indictment. So she didn't indict Donald Trump. The grand jury indicted Donald Trump. She's just prosecuting on behalf of the people of the state of Georgia against Donald Trump and the others like Mike Roman. So you got that sort of cleansing event of the use of the um, grand jury to... Um, uh, to make sure and to ensure that a criminal defendant's rights under the Sixth Amendment uh, to a fair and impartial trial and, jur and uh, a jury uh, of, its, of his peers in that community is going to, um, is going to uh, uh, rule the day. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets. And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash legalaf to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo legalaf at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash legalaf and use the code legalaf to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash legalaf to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. So you've got that. That's another reason. And then, you know, is she maintaining? I mean, th this is the convoluted theory that you have to agree with that Fawny Willis got an indictment that she shouldn't have gotten and is continuing to maintain a prosecution that is invalid and in bad faith in order to line the pockets of her boyfriend. I'm just making the case. Uh, and then she benefits from it because she gets to go out on uh, vacations.
It is so attenuated that when I when this argument is made by the lawyers for Mike Roman, and I'm sure that Steve Sadow, the lawyer for Donald Trump, is going to kind of jump on the bandwagon, as will all the other defendants who have lawyers. Some have lost their lawyers recently. Um, uh, Rudy Giuliani, I'm sure, will do it. Ha ha! And then Scott McAfee, and we'll fortunately in Georgia, one of the few places that we report on, has a live feed on YouTube, which we will post on the Midas Touch Network again. We'll hold a hearing, I don't know, in February after the full briefing. We'll report on the briefing along the way too. And he'll hear about, is this a witch hunt going the other way against a strong black woman, again, who is going after Donald Trump? Where have we heard this before? Letitia James, New York Attorney General, how hard, disgustingly, relentlessly, misogynistically, uh, misogynistically, racially, does Donald Trump go after Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, including just recently in his, in his blurted out closing argument, non-closing argument in the New York civil fraud case. She happens to be, I know, I don't think she happens to be, she is a strong black woman that's going after Donald Trump. He likes to use racial tropes and terms against her, including calling her effectively jigaboo, which is a terrible, terrible slur of black people, calls her peekaboo instead, just so you you know, you know know what he's saying without him actually saying it. He uses the word rigger, R-I-J-J-E-R, rigger, meaning the people that rig the elections. But that, of course, sounds like another word that I'm sure he would like to say. And now you got Fawny Willis, who's going to, you know, this is playing into the old horrible tropes from slavery days and before that, you know, blacks and their, you know, black people and their sexual relationships and, you know, overcomes their ability to, um, you know, use their minds to prosecute a case. I mean, it's a disgusting um, attack on the on the valor and character of Fawny Willis. And I, I am sure if her name was Robert you know, fill in the blank, we wouldn't be having this discussion and they wouldn't have gone after her this way. And so we got to call it out for what it is here on the Midas Touch Network on without blowing smoke or sunshine. Um, and the next steps, of course, we're going to be covering a lot of what is MAGA doing towards Phony Willis? What is Marjorie Taylor Greene doing towards Fonnie Willis? What is the House Oversight Judiciary Committee doing to Fonnie Willis? What's happening in the Nathan Wade divorce proceeding and Fonnie Willis? But we're losing sight of the fact that Donald Trump is indicted by a grand jury after a special purpose grand jury recommended his indictment to the grant to the prosecutor who used the special purpose grand jury for seven months under a lot of political pressure she lost a lot of political capital because people thought that Fawny Willis wasn't moving quick enough to indict Donald Trump. Instead, she said, I'm going to take a cautious approach, a sober approach. Of course, we all forget about that now. I'm going to use a special purpose grand jury, a special device uh, and process under Georgia law to allow them to advise me as to whether I should seek an indictment from an indicting grand jury. And she's put on evidence for seven months and witnesses and people testified. Rudy Giuliani testified, Lindsey Graham testified, and all these other people testified. And some of the defendants testified. Some of them took the Fifth Amendment time and time and time again, and documents were presented. And that special purpose grand jury reached a ruling and issued a report and said that up to 15 people should be indicted. And she didn't even seek the indictment of those 15 people. 
Actually, they wanted like 25 people. She ended up getting, and she made, used prosecutorial discretion to narrow it when she made her ultimate decision. Okay, that's good advice. Thank you. I see the report. And then she said, you know, indictments are imminent. She took more pressure and more flack because it took her another four months to get the grand jury up and running after that because she was working in between. She was working on developing her case. Yes, she had the special purpose grand jury report, but there was more work to be done. There were more witnesses to turn, more, more witnesses to cooperate with the state. She got more witnesses to cooperate. And the Jack Smith's investigation was going further. And, and therefore, she did another several-week period of a grand jury and then got an indictment. So it's not like a rush to judgment or that the prosecutor indicted Donald Trump. That was the headline. She did not. She used this process, this sober you know, mature process to make a very momentous decision about Donald Trump and others. That's the Fawny Willis that we should be talking about. But she does off hours, the very few off hours that she has and who she does it with is completely and totally irrelevant under the scenario that I just described. But we're going to continue to hear about it. And it's going to be in the news and we're going to continue to follow it here, but follow it in our way, in a way that's um, reflective, that gives you um, information that you can use in your invariable, in your invariable disputes and discussions, uh, inevitable ones with friends and family about these issues. But but hold on to these um, immutable facts: a jury indicted Donald Trump and the others after hearing witness testimony and evidence. A special purpose grand jury spent seven months and made the decision to recommend the indictment of Donald Trump. This had nothing to do with Fawny Willis. That's the reason she's prosecuting the case, because of those twin things, all supervised by a Fulton County judge, um, uh, Judge McBurney, who was at the time the chief judge of Fulton County. And now there's a trial judge that also protects the rights of the accused in the form of Scott McAfee. Sure, he's got to take it seriously. He's got to have the motion fully briefed. He's got to have an evidentiary hearing. He's got to make a ruling. Now there is, I'll just leave you on this. There was one other instance where Fawny Willis got um, her hand slapped um, by, at the time, Chief Judge McBurney about an aspect of the prosecution and uh, claiming that there was a conflict of interest. And let me just put it on the table so that you understand in case you hear it. There was a um, a fundraiser uh, because, you know, let's be frank, these prosecutors are political creatures as well. They're elected officials. She's a Democrat. It's public. As they are in most states. You know, you have a, it's not nonpartisan. You vote for on a ticket line who you want for your state prosecutor, your local prosecutor. And uh, there was a, a person that she um, supported and, and uh, was on the fundraising committee for, I think she hosted something maybe even at her home, who was running against one of the state senators who was at the time a fake elect, who was a fake elector and was part of the prosecution. And so after hearing all the evidence, Judge McBurney basically took Fawny Willis's team and her off that particular case, didn't dismiss the indictment or the investigation, but turned it over to another independent office somewhere else in the state. And uh, so there's like one person that's a fake elector that Fawny Willis and her office cannot go after, but some other prosecutor can. And that's the reason. That was the ethical issue um, that uh, Judge McBurney uh, handled. And ultimately, the governor and can replace prosecutors. It, it happens. I mean, uh, there was pressure on the New York governor at one point to replace Alvin Bragg. 
uh, in the, new, the Manhattan district attorney, that never happened. But there is the power of the governor to replace a local prosecutor. It's not a federal right of anybody in the House, but it could be done at the governor level. But I don't see that happening either. I think Governor Kemp is going to sit quietly and let uh, Scott McAfee, who's been doing a good job as judge, handle this matter. And we'll continue to report it. Follow us, Legal AF. <laughs> Title's exactly what you think. Follow us on our podcasts that we do on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Midas Touch Network. Don't change that dial. In fact, help them get to 2 million free subscribers. Use your thumbs and fingers. They're very close. I think they're 20,000 people away or so from 2 million. And then you can follow me, Michael Popak, on on all uh, my hot takes that I do exclusively here on the Midas Touch Network. And then I co-anchor and co-founded Legal AF. I do it on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, as I said, only on the Midas Touch Network, and then an audio podcast platforms of your choice. So until my next hot take, and if you like this one, give me a thumbs up, leave a comment, keeps the ratings up, keeps the network on the air, keeps the lights on. <laughs> and until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.